I was pretty comfortable for the first service because it's all in Indonesian, now in English. I always pray that God will give you guys wisdom to understand what I'm saying. It's good to be back here. I mean, this is my first offline service, also online, of course, those who are following uh, online uh, after years. So uh, actually the first church that I ever attend uh, was during the COVID was ICC Bali during your anniversary. So this is my second time. Uh, was, I'm back here and I'm not alone right now. I'm with my whole gang of the Sugeng family. That's my wife. Can you stand up? Okay. Uh, she's wearing mask right now. She's wearing a mask, but I'm telling you, she's beautiful. Honest, I will never lie to you. Okay. That's my wife, and that's my son over there, Kay. You can stand up a little bit, Kay, and say hi. And that's my daughter that will scold me after this. Why you ask me to stand up in front of everybody? So that's Aiko. You can stand up a little bit, Aiko, and say hi to everybody. So yeah, that's my family, and um, it's, it's good to be back here. So I'm going to share some, uh, some of the Word of God that God been speaking to me, to all of us. But before that, can we, uh, can we pray one more time? Father, we just want to say thank you during this time we can, still can gather together here in this place and your presence is in the midst of us and we can feel and we know that you are a good God. You have planned for every each of us, Lord Jesus God. Your grace and mercy is always here for us, Lord Jesus God. This morning we believe there's always hope in you, in your word. Father, I just want to humble myself to understand that it's not my skill or knowledge that will bring the people to you. It's always your word and the spirit of the living God that will touch the people, and bring back to you, Lord Jesus God. So this morning, I surrender. Believe it's your work, Lord Jesus God, for your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, um, I'm going to do something right now. Uh, I'm going to ask my friends. Uh, actually, Fikta was uh, volunteering himself and Babsi. So, yeah. I'm going to use this. So uh, my title of the sermon is Puzzle. So I'm actually, I'm bringing a box of puzzle. Hold on, let me. Okay. So, so when you say I can help you, you didn't know what you're going to do, right? So this is what. So I'm giving you a box of puzzle. It's 1,000 pieces. So, um, yep. I'm not going to ask them to finish it, okay? Uh, this will be like forever for them, uh, unless you, you guys want to punish these two. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, they can do it. But, uh, so you can start to do something with it, and you can think and, you know, try to look at the picture, okay? You try to look at the picture and try to guess what is it. Okay, so what is it? Oh, this one is already connected. So I'm going to give you a few, uh, no, just, okay. Do you have white mic? Can I have an extra mic for them? Uh, can I have extra mic? 
Okay. First, Babsy, uh, do you know what is it? Gas. Gas from whatever that you see. Gas. So can you guess what it is? Jungle, okay. Epsi said jungle, okay. Fikta, what is it? What do you think it is? Just look at it and you know try to do something with it. The mic is not on. Okay, sorry. Okay, I see a lot of green, a lot of blue. So I assume the blues are water, greens are trees. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that you don't know? She said jungle. What is your guess? Um, lake. Lake? Or ocean? Ocean. Ocean, okay. Ocean. With the beach. Beach, okay. See, the thing is, uh, you know, how long will you take you guys to finish the puzzle? If you approximately how long? One month. Are you sure? <laughs> One month for how many hours a day? Three hours. Three hours. Three hours. Are you sure? A lot. And why is it hard? Small pieces and a lot of them. Literally. And, okay, a lot of a lot of them and and what else that make it hard? You can't really see the picture. You cannot see the picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what else? Not if we get more help. <laughs> Won't get more help. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's hard because you cannot see what picture it is. You cannot see the whole picture, right? Yeah. So if I show you this, it will be much easier. And I guarantee <laughs> you can finish it. So this is no jungle. No, the trees. There is no jungle. There is some trees here. Okay. Ocean. So if I show you this, okay. then you can finish it easier, right? But why? Because you will, you will look at this yeah. and do that. Instead of trying to guess. Yeah. Is that right? So why I give my, my sermon a puzzle? Because our life is like puzzle. You're trying to guess who you are. You're trying to guess what am I? What should I do? And all of those things. When you're looking at a puzzle, you cannot guess actually. But if you look at the big picture and you see how God sees you, then you will see the bigger picture. Then you know who you are. And you have a more understanding of who you are and what you, you should do as the son of the living God. Right? So if you want to see your, who you are, you should not see from yourself. You have to look at God, look at the creator of the puzzle, look at the big picture of who you are. And you start to go to that way. Right? So it's the same thing with our life. It will, you know, even with this picture, it will take time, right, to finish it. It will take some time to do it slowly. Uh, yesterday we were at Carol's house and then there is some puzzle over there. How, how long that you finish it? Two months or Two weeks or two months, I forgot. But it takes a while to finish it. Without this, I don't know. Without this, I don't know. And this is 1,000 pieces of puzzle. I saw there is one puzzle, there is 51,000 pieces. 
without a picture, I'm not sure that I will be able to finish it. Even with picture, it will take forever. But without a picture, 51,000 pounds, I cannot finish it. So we are talking about our life. Actually, the same thing. Thank you, Pepsi and Victor. You can bring it this down. Thank you. So look at our life. It's like a puzzle, okay? But there is a big picture that God already designed. God said at the beginning, before the beginning of the earth, before Genesis 1 chapter 1, at the beginning God created heaven and earth. Before that, God already has a plan for you and me. It means that He already has thought about you and me. Okay, he has a big picture about you and me. So, if you read the Bible, read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it said this, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So God saved us, and call us with a holy calling. Every one of us, we have a calling. Okay? Not according to our works. Not because you are a pastor. Not because you are a businessman. Not because you are a teacher. Not because of that. That's not it. Not because of that. Not because of your skill. Not because you are good looking. Or, you know. But according to His own purpose. God has purpose. And grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So every one of us, we have purpose. God already gave a big picture of who we are, okay? And from the beginning, actually. So if you want to see who we are, you have to go back to God. You have to go back to the Bible. Now, some of us, you know, we think, oh, you're a loser. None of us is a loser because the Bible never said that God created a loser. God created men and women. Men, Adam, and then, you know, become, take the ribs and become women. And the purpose of God creating man and woman is not because, you know, even though they fall in sin, but the purpose of God created them because God wants to have object to love. So you are here, exist, because God wants to have someone that He can love and He can, you know, we can love Him back. So there's a big picture of what it is. So why we are here right now? Next. I believe the gap between the life we are living right now and the life God intended us to be needs to be closer. It means that it takes process. When we see the big picture, we start to do the puzzle, right? It will take time. But after a while, it will become closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. And then, after how many? How long? One month? One month, we got the picture done. Same thing in our life. It will take time from us here to go to where God wants us to be. It will take time. So I'm going to tell you the story of one guy that is sitting in, in the midst of us. His name is David. It's Pastor David, but this is the David in the Bible. Next. Number one. A lot of time our life I mean, we can see the big picture of God in our life. But why? Why? I mean, there's always obstacle that we, you know, it, the, how can I say? It? There, there will be always time for us to go there. And while we are going there, there are always obstacles that come and hit us. 
Okay, there's always that. So point number one, instead of listening to God, we are listening to the enemy. Sometimes, you know, God says a certain thing, but the enemy will say certain thing. God said that power and authority are given unto you. But the enemy said that you are powerless because you have fallen in sin. That's the enemy said. So there's always two sides. When God said this, sometimes we choose to listen to the enemy. So when you see David, okay, there's a war between uh, Israel and Philistine. Next. Then Goliath came. I mean, they are about to go to war. Usually Israel just marched the war and they are the chosen uh, uh, nation of God. I mean, they always win the war. You know, they, they always win the war at the end. But then this is, it said it's a, it's a different story. Goliath came and he's challenged one by one. Then he stood and cries out to the armies of Israel. He said to them, why have you come out to the line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. First Samuel 17, chapter 8, uh, verse 8. Chapter 17, verse 8. So Goliath is, is giving the Israel his own term. Okay, let's fight one by one. I mean, it's, it's his own term. But because the Israel saw him, the big guy, he did not want to go to war. They are waiting. They choose to listen to the term of the enemy. Guys, listen to this very carefully. Hustle, the life that we intended to be. We are here, okay? So if we start to listen to what the enemy will tell us, then we will not move forward. We will wait. We will stop. The Israel, they wait. Because they look at Goliath. Man, that guy is a big guy. I don't think I can hit him. I don't think I can beat him. I mean, you know, and then they do nothing. So in our life, when we listen to the enemy, we will end up doing nothing. We are not working toward what God wants us to be. The picture is there. You and I, we are all the son of the living God. The picture is there. God said, I choose you. Not you choose me, I choose you. And you will do a good work. And it will be a fruitful, and the fruit will stay. That's what the, God, that's what the word of God said. But because the enemy is telling us that, man, you cannot do that. You have no talents. You have nothing in you. You, know, you cannot do that. And we start to listen to the enemy that we will do nothing. My friend, let me tell you this. It doesn't matter what you do. You can be a businessman. You can be a teacher. You can be a pastor. You can be a student. You can be a house mom, housewife. You can be a whatever it is. But I'm telling you with God, your life will be fruitful. But if we start to listen to the term that the enemy gave, then we will stop doing anything for God. They are stopped doing anything for God. Next, point number two. Instead of focusing on the calling, we are focusing on the rewards. 1 Samuel 17, 32-33. Next. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go against his Philistine to fight with him. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. I think, you know, go next. First Samuel 17, 25. Next. 
Okay, here you go. So the man of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up and defied Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from. So instead of fighting Goliath, they're talking about the reward. They're talking about what you can get. But they are doing nothing. They're talking about, you know what? If you fight him, this is what you can get. You get all the riches. You can, you can marry his daughter. You know, you, and, and, and you know, your father's house get a house exemption from the tax. You're free from tax. I mean, this is the reward, a great reward. But they don't do anything about it. You now, sometimes when we focus on the reward, we forget about our calling. Reward will come from God. We're thinking like, you know, if we do this, this is what we'll get. And then what happens if we don't get it? We don't want to do it, right? But you have to understand, the reward comes from God. The reward is coming, always come from God. We're thinking that if I, you know, sing a good song here, people will praise me. If people doesn't praise you, you don't want to sing. Don't want to sing. If I preach a good sermon, people will praise you. You think that you preach a good sermon and people doesn't praise you, then you don't want to preach anymore. Ah, you know, I don't want ICC, IFGF. Those people, you know, they don't appreciate you. They don't even say thank you. Look at them. You know, they look like ninja looking at me right now with all masks and I cannot even see the mouth. Are they smiling? Are they angry? Are they, you know, anyway. So, you know, you're, you're like, no, I'm going to... See... You're, you're, you're focusing on the reward instead of the calling. Don't worry about the reward. It will come from God if you focus on the calling that God gave you. Your, our job is to saw life. That's what I'm saying, you know. If, it doesn't matter if you're a businessman, your teacher, whatever it is. If you do what God asks you to do, your life will be fruitful. Then forget about the reward. The reward will come from God. If people doesn't appreciate you, it's okay. God will appreciate you. But if you focus on the reward, if I do this, Pastor David after this will treat me a good meal. If I speak a good sermon, and if he, if he, if, if he doesn't do that, oh, I don't want to preach anymore in ICCIFGF. You know, I've been tired, you know, I've preached two services and none of them asked me to take me for lunch. How could they? Anyway, this is not happening, okay? They already promised me they will take me for lunch <laughs> after this. So I'm just giving you an example. Well, you're not focusing on the calling. The calling, the reward is, let me tell you this, what is the reward? If you can do what God asks you to do, that's already a reward for you and me. That's already a reward for me. But these people, Israel, they don't focus on the calling. They know the calling is they go to war and fight the Philistines. But because of Goliath, because of the term of the enemy, they're looking at the enemy. They don't want to fight. They look at the reward. Wow, the reward is looking good. They're talking about the reward. But they still don't want to do it. I mean, you know, it's kind of sad. But this is what it is. You guys, focus on the calling that God called you to be. Every one of us have a calling. Third one. Going back. Okay. 
Instead of believing, we are, how do you pronounce it? Rationalizing. Is that right? Is that right? My daughter over there and my son are already nervous. I said, Dad, are you going to speak in English? Oh my goodness. I know, I feel that too. Instead of believing, we are rationalizing. Hold on. So we go back to the first Samuel 17:32-33. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. Or for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. So David is telling, you know, he's, he's telling Saul his faith in God. He said, man, that guy defy, defy my God. I mean, he's mocking our God. I'm going to go out and fight him. And Saul, instead of believing that David is walking out with God, he rationalized him. He said, man, you're just a young man. How can you be the big guy? Right? How many times in our life we do that? Instead of believing what God can do in our life, we rationalize him. You know, I, you know, you cannot, you cannot reach people right now. Why? Because COVID. We can be successful right now. Why? Because COVID. We try to rationalize everything. We cannot do this. Why? Because, you know, I, I cannot do anything. I'm a, I mean, you know, instead of believing that God works in us, instead of believing that Christ is you, in you is bigger than anything else in the world, instead of believing that in Christ I can do everything, we are rationalizing. No, I cannot do it. Who am I? I cannot speak. I cannot preach. I cannot tell the gospel. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. I cannot do anything. I'm still young. I'm still, I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too whatever. Instead of believing what God said about us, we start to rationalizing. Too many weakness. Too many fault. Too many whatever. If you read the story of David, you will see, I mean, he's the man of I mean, he, he, he did a lot of things wrong. He has a lot of weakness. I mean, he's the, the guy that took somebody else's wife and killed the husband. Now, we probably, I don't know, I don't want to say, we probably took somebody else's girlfriend, but not wife. But wife, you don't kill the husband, right? Don't lift up your hand if you do, okay? I don't want to know. But this is David. Paul rationalizing. He said, you're too young. He's a man of war. He's been fighting for them. When he, Saul, even Saul, King Saul cannot believe that God is with David. How about us? You believe that God is with you? You believe that God can do great things through you? Do not rationalize about yourself, but believe in how God sees you. It's not because you are smart, it's not because you're good. It's not because you're talented. It's not because of that. It's just because God loves you and He chose you and He will use you. Great things will happen. Do not rationalize things. Believe what God can do through your life. David believed that he can beat Goliath. Why? Because God is with him. But Saul, he rationalized him. He said, you're too young. You're too old. 
It was fat. It was skinny. Your starter. Moses was starter. You will not invite Moses to speak in this church. Because it will take forever for him to speak. Because he was a starter. I mean, read the Bible. He was a starter. One hallelujah is like, ha, 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 le, le, le. I mean, you know, it takes forever for him to preach. But those people with all their weakness, look at what they did with God. Look at what they can do with God. Look at the people in the Bible. Most of them are just, some of them are even, they call it idiot. John and Peter, people said they are idiot, but they were, they were amazed of their wisdom. Why? Because they realized John and Peter was with Jesus. Guys, believe what God can, what God can do to your life. Believe His work in you. Do not rationalizing too much. It's not about you. It's about His work. Right? Fourth one. Instead of embracing the differences, we are trying to change them like us. Next. Next. Okay. Instead of embracing the differences, we are trying to change them like us. You know, 1 Samuel 17, 38 to 39, he said this. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. The way David going, I mean, David is not a warrior. He was a shepherd. And when he wanted to go to war, he go to war as a, he went to war as a shepherd. Right? Just find a you know, stone, a slingshot. But Saul said, you know, everyone that goes to war, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to, do, you have to wear this. It's a certain word that you need to... I mean, it's talking about religion. It's talking about things that, you know, you, know, you, you cannot be different. If you want to fight, you have to walk, fight like us. You cannot be different. If you want to worship God, worship like us. You cannot be different. If you want to go to ICC, IFGF, you have to dress a certain dress. Right? Unless we do that. We cannot see the differences. We cannot see. I mean, I'm telling you guys. Guys, it's okay to be different with others. God created every one of us different. Anyway. So don't try to make change people do things like us. Just don't. Let God flourish in every one of us the way we are. Do not be someone else, but grow from ourselves. Paul tried to change David. This is the way you wore. This is the way you go to war. Where all the helmet, all the, you know, all the clothes, all the sword and everything. Go with this. David cannot. I cannot even walk. How can I go war with this? So he took it off. He took it off. Okay, I'm going to go war as, not as a warrior, as a shepherd. Find a stone. I have a slingshot. This is what I'm going to use for the war. And he did. Guys, the differences will not kill us. But not able to accept the differences that will kill us. We are all different here. Sometimes in the way I preach probably is very different with Fikta 
preach or Pastor David preach. Don't compare us. We have our own strength and our own weakness. And we all need to grow from us. I don't want to become like Victor. It's hard to be skinny like him. But my point is, yes, it's a way of preaching. Pastor David has a way of preaching. Pastor Don has a different way of preaching. Pastor Sisi has a different way of preaching. I have a different way. And we are all different. It's okay. But let us grow from ourselves. We can learn from one another, of course. But I don't want to tell Victor, Victor, if you preach, has to be like me. Okay? Or Pastor David tell me, man, if you preach, you have to speak like me with British accent. Not with the Indonesian broken language. I mean, come on, guys. The differences will not kill us. But if we cannot accept the differences, then that's kill us. You know, a very interesting things. It happened at the beginning already. Remember when Adam and Eve, they fall in sin. Right? What happened? First, they say that they are ashamed because they are naked. And they took the leaf from the fig tree and covered their body. What do you think that they cover? What do you think that they cover from the leaf of the fig tree? What do you think that they cover? They are naked and they are ashamed. And they took the leaf from the fig tree and covered themselves. That's what the Bible says. What do you think that they are covered? Listen to this carefully. Mouth is the one that eats the fruit. Hand is the one that takes the fruit. But they are not covering the hand and the mouth. They are covering their private parts. Why? Because those private parts are the differences between men and women. When sin gets in, you're ashamed of your differences. Guys, embrace the differences. You are all different. God has his certain way to deal with you. God has a certain calling for every one of us. I mean, you know, look at the puzzle. Look at how God defined you. Every one of us is different. We have a different calling. We have a different function. We have a different way of talking. We have a different character. We have a different... We're all different. But if we try to change to become like us, then there's a problem. Husband and wife. Husband, if you try to change your wife, become like you. And that's the scariest thought ever happening. Don't. A wife try to change the husband, become like you. Then don't. Don't do that. Men and women supposed to be different, right? Generation different. Culturally different. Everything is different. But if you can embrace the differences in God, then you will see the potential in yourself that God put, and it will flourish, and you will be fruitful. Look at David. He did not listen to the term of the enemy. He said, you know, I should fight him. He did not focus on the reward. He, doesn't, he did not even care whether he should marry the daughter of king or not. He just said that this guy defied my God. He mocked my God. You cannot let him do that. I'm going to fight him. He focused on the calling of his life. Not, and then, you know, what happened? I mean, he fight and he won. That's David. He fight differently from any other soldier. 
the big puzzle of God in his life. And you start to walk one by one. And you start to see. God called him to be a king. And one step, one step, one step, closer and closer and closer. And it happened. Same thing with you and me. Your life is a puzzle. If you see yourself right now with your eyes, just like Victor and Pepsi, you will try to guess what it is. I cannot even guess. Jungle, ocean, whatever it is. Because you don't see the big picture. How do you want to see it? You have to go back to the Creator. See how God sees us. That was the song that we sang, you know, to see how God sees us. To see with God's eyes. And suddenly you will see that, hey, I'm precious actually. I have value. I still have a lot of work to do, yes, but there's value in me. God planned something, and some, that something is not something small. It's something big. Winning one person is not a small thing, it's a big thing. Sometimes we always think, man, he preached and 10,000 people are born again. I preach only one guy received Christ. It doesn't matter. If you win that one guy, and that one guy is Billy Graham, what do you think will happen? If you preach to that one guy, you know, Rishi and that guy is Nicholas B. H. Bengo, the biggest evangelist in Africa. What, will, what do you think that will happen? I mean, you know, you will always think that this is small compared to that. That was bigger. No, no, no. You have your own part. You have your own part. You have your own calling. Just stay with it. Stay with God, and you will see. This is what the Word of God says. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are His workmanship, every one of us. The puzzle is from God. God was the one that designed all puzzles. God was the one that designed you and me. He's the one. He designed it. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Last verse, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I choose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You did not choose me, God says. I choose you. I choose you. Not because you are good, not because you are smart, not because you are talented, but I choose you because I love you. And the word of God says, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. That your fruit shall remain. Whatever you ask, the Father in my name will give it to you. God choose every one of us. Walk through it. Walk with God. And you will see, you will get closer and closer to what God intended you to be. I sing this song. Once again, in Christ alone. Through every trial, my 
my soul will sing, no turning back. I've been set free. Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Everything I need. saying to all of us that he is the one that created us he has planned for us he has calling for us he called us and he said our work will bear fruit and the fruit will remain you and I we are called to be fruitful probably we don't see it right now but wait walk with God walk with God we will walk with God while we are walking with God we will see it closer and closer every step that we take will make us closer to the design that God intended us to be, to the calling that God intended us to be. I mean, the enemy is there. 
He's always telling us about something else. But listen to God instead of listening to the enemy. God said, you are precious. Enemy said, you are not precious. You're full of sin. You're full of weakness. But God said, you are precious. God said, Paul said clearly, in my weakness, I will boast in my weakness because it, because of my weakness, the power of God will make it me will become real. That's what Paul said. Stop listening to the enemy. Or listen to the word of God. What God said about you. Focus on the calling. The calling of God is certain in your life. You will bear fruit. The reward will come from God. Don't worry about it. God will reward you because of that. And stop rationalizing. But start to believe. God believe in you. God trust you. That's why He choose you. God believe you. I mean, through this, our life, I mean, God believe you. If you read the Bible, you see so many people. They, God choose Peter. He believe in Peter. Peter fell following Jesus. He denied Jesus three times. Thomas, he doubted God, but God chose you, and He believe in you. Stop rationalizing, saying that you cannot do this, you cannot do that. But believe what God can do through you. And if you are different, embrace the differences. It's okay to be different. Because God uses you, every single of you. He's very specific on you. His calling is very specific. His way of dealing with you is very specific. It's very personal. So today, God is telling every one of us, Walk closer to the puzzles. You will see the big picture. And the picture is beautiful. You are beautiful. This morning, I just want to pray. If you're struggling your walk with God, you probably struggle because, you know, the enemies keep feeding you something. Or maybe you feel that you are different. Or maybe you, you think that, you know, I don't know, who am I? I cannot do anything. Maybe there's a lot of things that is, that's become obstacle in your life. But today, the Word of God is telling you that I'm going to walk with you step by step to the bigger picture. Every one of us will bear fruit and the fruit will remain. Today is the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost where God sent His Holy Spirit the first time, you know, years ago to walk with the disciples. So they will not walk alone in this world. The same thing God is sending His Holy Spirit to walk with you and me. So we have a better understanding we have some, someone that become our friend that can tell us the truth about ourselves, about the world, about the word of God. They can teach us about the truth. This is the day of Pentecost. I'm going to pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will touch you, will reveal who you are in God, will help you to walk through the struggle in this life, and you become who you are in Christ, and you will bear fruit. So any one of you, if you need the strength of God, if you need God to touch you, just lift up your hand to God. Lift up your hand to God. God has planned for you. Father, right now, I just pray, Lord. Look at the hand lifted. Look at the heart that is open to you, Lord Jesus God. In, you said that we have, you call us to bear fruit, and the fruit will remain. And that's what will happen in our life, Lord Jesus God. Father, I just pray for strength and wisdom. Holy Spirit that has been given to us, that will walk with us. 
daily. Every day you will walk with us. You will never leave us nor forsake us. That we can walk every day closer to the big picture. To see the puzzle and it's a beautiful puzzle. Because you design us beautiful and wonderful. Right now I pray for your strength. In the name of Jesus. Touch your people Lord Jesus God. Help us to see who you we are from your eyes. And walk with us so we can become who we are in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. We stand up together. We lift our hands to God and receive the blessing of God. The word of God is speaking to you. You are precious to God. If you listen to the word of God and walk by it, you will receive and you will see his blessing upon you. God will bless you. In your life, when you walk with God, you will be successful in anything that you do. In your life, in your ministry, in your work, in your study, in your relationship with God and others. You will be the head, not the tail. Above, not beneath. A winner. Fail is just part of life. But at the end, victory is yours. Because God is with you. And people will come to you and ask, why are you so blessed? And you can tell the people, because God is with me. He will never leave me, nor forsake me. He loved me. Receive the blessing of God right now. In the name of Jesus. We pray, everybody who believes, say it. Thank you once again for the time. God bless.